Welcome back, folks. It's the Front Row Seat, episode 83. I'm Noah Alvarez. I'm Jacob Fanshaw. How y'all doing, man? It's been a minute. I, it has. It's been a month? <laughs> a month is some change. I, I I don't know the exact time. I can go back and look really quick, but I think it's been like six weeks if I'm going to ballpark guess. All right, all right. Well, Noah looks up and tells us how long we've been away from you listeners. Um, we want to apologize. You know, life happens, and sometimes we get too busy, and... And this is a, a hobby for us. This is Correct. a side gig for us. This is Correct. not our paying job. <laughs> I wish it was. One day. I, sometimes, one day maybe, maybe one day it will be. But in terms of paying jobs and jobs, you know, we'll have some exciting news later in the podcast about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, today is Thursday, April 27. 27th. I was going to say 26th. Thank God you said 27th. Mm-hmm. It is NFL Draft Day. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, last round one. Round one Yeah, yeah, today. round one, round one, round one. But that's really all that matters. Yeah. Any, any, oh. Oh, 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 got to turn off that's the... you. Yeah, Lauren, <laughs> literally, Lauren, you were texting me as we were on the podcast. Um, um, yeah, the first round is really what matters. Everything else is... True. Well, uh, unless you're a real well, nerd. First, first round is really... Nerd. I don't want to say first round is really what matters, but first round is really what everyone cares about. Correct. I it's mean, hyped about. Because I would say drafts are won probably second through fifth I, round. I drink about four beers. Yeah, there you go. At, at the bench. At the bench, uh, yeah. courtesy of Fullerton. Pretty sweet. Uh, watching the first round, saw the Bills take a tight end, which I'm not exactly hyped about, but we'll talk about that later in the show. I didn't exactly do my draft analysis, mm-hmm. but still, welcome to episode 83. Yes. We know what we're going to lead off with, and it's been a month since the wedding. March We've 14th. since gone and lived the wedding. March 14th was March the last 14th. time we recorded. Holy fuck, that was that the was week three before, days the before the wedding. Oh, wedding. my God. Which was March 17th. Crazy. Actually, it was maybe, I think it was Crazy! March it was March 18th. That was a Saturday, so oh we recorded that week. With Alec Romero, and fuck, where do we start with the wedding, man? I mean, I don't know. Let's talk about how well we did. Okay, okay, yeah. So, as you all know, <laughs> we were asked to be the... Officiants. Officiants for Alec and Chelsea's wedding over in Sacramento, over in Placerville. Um, and, you know, we had been talking about this, previewing it on the podcast. We, you know, brainstormed together. We had to scratch a little bit of our brainstorm, but I actually liked how it was shorter the lines that we had were shorter, it was more condensed, and boom, dude, like, not gonna lie, just from my point of view, like, I wasn't that nervous, like, you were nervous leading up to it, and I was like, kind of, eh, I'm cool, like, I got this, I got this, and then when we were up there, and the music started playing, and Alec came down first, and then it was, uh, Chelsea, I was like, whoa, like, she gets real, she I got, got my nerves, real. dude, butterflies, they were in my stomach, like, I was getting, like, little goosebumps, I was like, she oh, shit. And then I also had to piss, so like, oh god, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember telling <laughs> yeah, you, don't yeah. leave me up here. I know. I was like, bro. Yeah. I was like, we had like three minutes to the ceremony. I was like, dude, you think I can run in real quick? And you're like, no. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was, it was just, it was crazy. But it was a good time. It was good, crazy. Um, we killed it. We killed, we killed it. it. We absolutely. I don't want to brag, but we killed it. it. No, 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 no. Let's brag. Let's humble brag. For a brag. Okay, humble brag. Yeah. Uh, random people were coming up to us after in the like the cocktail hour, and they were like, yes, we loved your speech. You guys were awesome, and I was like... Psst. Members of Alex's family, members of Chelsea's family. Yeah, yeah. They're all complimenting. Like... I thought even uh, they were... They they gave us a lot of love that Friday night during Alex's dinner. Oh, yeah. Dude. Remember we that? We got talked up, dude. People were listening to this podcast. Yeah. They, they knew who we were. Like, yeah. It was so almost like we were Romero's. celebrity. Yeah, shout out to the Romero's. And shout Chelsea's out family. I forgot Chelsea's her last name. Yeah, I, I did too. But, but you're a Romero now, so... Yes. You're, you're just... The extended Romero family. <laughs> um, so, dude, it was just super... 
it, it felt really good. Like, you okay. know, sometimes we do podcasts. I'm just like, eh, who cares who listens? You know, I'm very facts, much about that. Very, very factual, Whether very it's facts. 10 or me 20. Too, me too, me too. You know what I mean? But it was cool to know our, our, our influence. Yeah. Like, like just how many, let, let me ask you, how was the drive up there? My, my girlfriend, Lauren, mm. Lauren, shout out to Lauren. I do love you. You were my beautiful plus one. We'll get into that later. But she drove us up there. How was the drive? I mean, did, did you feel like you bonded with Lauren? Did you feel like yes, there was dude. a good connection? I, I'm glad we got to do that hangout at Golden Road before right, we and went up to Sacramento. With, J- with Janet. Yes. Ja- shout out to Janet. Shout out Janet, to Janet, you were an awesome first fucking plus one for <laughs> Noah. And the drive wasn't bad for me. I enjoyed no, the drive. I, I enjoyed it. We ate it, trail mix. We listened to music. Yeah, we had good music. I like how we took turns making the music. Vapes. I'm not going to lie. I was fucking... I think I took a nap. I think you, you took did a too. Fat nap. You I, took a yeah, fat nap as yeah, well. As did I. Yeah. So well. it was it was different, you know. I think one thing for me, it was nice to, cause like usually I'm doing the driving, right? And sometimes I like being the one in driving, cause I like to be in control of whatever reason. But it was nice to kind of just kick back, relax, not even be in the front seat. Granted, leg space was limited, but <laughs> I did like being in the back seat, just kind of chilling. Like you know, I was like. I don't know. It felt like it was felt good to be kind of like driven around. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. Yeah. I, it was the drive up there was not as bad as I remember. We made good time. I think we got into Sacramento before on Friday around. It was before twelve fifteen. I want to say it might have been right at it? twelve. Was yeah. It? Because I thought I thought uh, the what was it the dress rehearsal was at two. I thought it was like three. Maybe maybe right across I remember the we, cemetery. We got, yeah. I, because we got into the hotel, you actually got in first, right? And I didn't yes. get in. Yeah. I had to put my That's stuff true. in your you room. That's true. You had to wait. That's right. Yeah. And then we went over to uh, was it Red Chili's Robin. or Red Robin? Red okay, Robin. Red, Robin. Red Robin. We had ourselves a beer. Yes. Yes. We did fries. watch some March Madness. Yes. Oh, dude. Yes. First off, can we talk about like that whole weekend and how I'm sure Alec obviously didn't have that in mind, but like it was so cool to be able to like get together Friday, watch basketball together. You know, have like a conversation about it. Saturday like, morning, we're in the group chat. Us. We were watching it Saturday. Like it was just really cool was that like wild. before March his fucking Madness wedding, that weekend. man was yeah. having beers with the boys. Yeah, and it beers was just, with the boys watching March Madness. Dude, I love that. Awesome. I love that. I don't, you know, I don't know if Alec intentionally planned that, but just that was well done. And you know, obviously, like a wedding for me in the future is too far in advance to even predict or say something like this but like that'd be really cool if i could land it on march madness weekend the opening weekend because it gives you something to do with your buddies something to talk about and i don't know I, it feels like you it will was, you will your yeah. wedding's gonna be great my wedding's gonna be great hell yeah you're, you're gonna be one of the groomsmen alex's wedding was fucking great alex's wedding was fucking fantastic i mean let's talk about the dinner real quick there was tilapia well hold on can we talk about the venue first it was start, it was absolutely spectacular. It was a nice little dude. It was like a little uh, I don't even say cottage because cottage make it sound so, small. It was like a two story mansion, old style house. Very wooden. Very wooden. Uh, you know there were some parts. No, get me wrong. If I bumped into like a wall like too hard, I might have like given in. You know, it was it gave you very rustic and like old time vibes. Ooh, but it was cleaned up nice. Uh, there was a nice like little uh, what do you call that shit? Like the mosaics on the the windows outside. And there was this, like, small patio area, the very intimate, like, venue or place for a wedding. Uh, I think there was about, what, they said 75 to 80 seats? 80, or? 80 people. I okay. 80 people. It was capped out at 80. Uh, just under 100. Capped out 80. And, you know, there's a little beautiful altar that was at the end of this little runway type deal. That's where we were standing for the, you know, the speech. and Not the speech, but the ceremony. And, gosh, it was It was beautiful. Like some of the looking at some of the pictures that Alex sent us, it was just a beautiful fucking wedding venue to say the least. No, it really was, and I mean I know we've said this time and time again here on this pod, but it was truly an honor 
and a privilege to be a part of that. We fucking killed our role. It was a beautiful wedding. When they were reading their vows, oh. uh, me personally, I kept looking at Lauren because that's how I felt. Like, oh, like nice. they were like those vows were fucking sweet, dude. Like I've never seen Alec express himself that way, and not at I, all. Di- I didn't know Chelsea as well, but I've never seen her express that way. Like it was just such a, you could tell both of them loved each other, and right. it was just. To be a part of that, Noah, like, fuck, man. No, dude, it felt like we, super... We were an integral part of that. It's one thing to be invited to a wedding, and you see it from... I think you can get right? emotional feeling it, watching it from the, the pews or wherever right, you're at, right? the chairs, the seats. But, like, when you're, like, right there in front of it, I'm holding the microphone, and right? you, have, you have the lavalier dude. one, and it's just... It felt, like, so... Dude, we held their fucking... I, I, I read beforehand their... Their uh, What's the word? Uh, vows? Like, yeah. dude, I felt dirty reading their vows beforehand, <laughs> but... Because it was so intimate, it was so beautiful. It's just all but I it, could all I could think of in that time was Lauren. Like that, that's some of the shit that I would say. And like when Chelsea was like, "I promise to watch every game with you, no matter what game." I was like, yeah. "That's what I want from my wife." Like yeah. Lauren, like that. That's what I want from you. And no matter what the game it is, no yeah. matter what time it is, like I want you to it's fucking shot. be there with me. And it's it's just it's, it was fucking awesome. It was a moment in time where I got to envision you. Getting mm. married, I got to envision myself getting married. Alec is gonna be there, like for sure, for my wedding, and I'm mm-hmm. sure for your wedding. Like Alec and Chelsea are gonna be there, and Alec, just know that you are, like that. That was an adult lifetime friendship. Yeah. Like that's, I have many that's friends where, like, you know, their life events happen, and not that I don't care, but I'm not invited for those. But you invited us to your wedding. Like you're forever, you're forever gonna be. When I buy my first house, Alec, you're there. When. You know, one of us has a kid. Like, Alec, you're gonna be there. You know what I mean? That you're just you're you're a boy, and and it was just such an honor and a privilege to be a part of that. And you know, let, let's talk fun now. Let's talk the reception. Let, let's talk dinner. Let's who got drunkest? I mean, I, I did. Uh, I did. You, oh, did yeah. you did get those. Yeah, drunkest. I, I got pretty drunk. I, got pretty, I was counting that. <laughs> you one, probably like remember what you probably remember going back to the hotel, my boy. I, I remember you're, you're big parts of the. Yeah, I was. I, I remember big parts of asking, it too. I kept asking for certain songs, Biggie Smalls mainly. <laughs> yes, some Biggie Smalls. Oh, but the food is fantastic. One shout out to Alec, man. He had like eight different salads. Eight, yeah, I was about to say eight different. Eight different salads. salads. I've never that had more salad in my life. That was bitch, and you had, said they had tilapia. I had tilapia. There was a chicken, I think. There was a vegan option too, correct? Or many vegetarian? Many vegan options. Many. Yes. Vegan so options. like there was all kinds of. Honestly, I forgot because it's been that kind me of too, long. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's been a month. <laughs> but there was at least like twenty different options, like a really nice spread, and it was like a buffet style. We cannot forget the random taco party at the end of the night, Ooh! or the random taco. There was like a taco. That's that's how you know my my boy Alex still has a little bit of SoCal in him. You know he had the Mexican side in him. You yeah, feel me? yeah. There was a like, random taco stand like. Towards the end of the reception. That needs to be... Okay, because I think I told you, too, the wedding I went to with Emily last year for Priscilla, yes, there yes. was a hot dog cart that yeah. came, like, in the last hour. So I, I feel love, like... I love glazies. You know what I mean? Hopefully, like, in our weddings, too, we can have a late-night snack where there's tacos. I've seen the In-N-Out oh, truck I'll come sure up. I'll make hot sure, I'll make sure that bro. there's a taco. Something that we grub it on. Like, glizzies. I don't Yeesh. know. I'll make sure of something. Me and Lauren will make sure of something of that. But let's talk... Just dancing. We definitely got our dancing. I hit the Dougie. I, you know what? AJ Newell. I, is that it? It's a dog and a person. That's oh, a big dog. Okay. A little bit of AJ, AJ Newell. Yes. I know 
I didn't do a very good Dougie, but I had fun. No, I don't dude, but care. look, I think it was a good time, dude. I think he was a little harsh on the Dougie, you know. What I mean, the, but the he's from the Bay floor, Area. He's from the Bay the Area, dance so like, floor cleared perfectly for me yeah. to go out there and just fucking hit the Dougie so goddamn hard. That was nice. All of us were dancing. I mean, you and Janet were dancing. Me and Lauren were yeah. dancing. Lauren's dress ripped in like three places. That was really? awesome. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Y'all like, hit that really well. There was like one right there, like one on her ass. It was awesome. It was like you got down too hard. That's cool though. You yeah. know what? And memories right there. Fuck yeah, no, fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking I, I memories really, right there. I really, that, I think that was my first time getting to see Lauren really dressed up, and I, I don't know, man. I mean, you already know I'm in love with her, but like, it was just such a like, wow, like I can't wait to see you in other events or just other moments in our life where we get to get dressed up. And yeah. I know I look sharp in my suit. You look yeah, sharp in your bro, suit. Yeah, bro. My boy rocked like, a nice navy blue yes, sir. suit. It was, yes, sir. It was very mwah, chef's kiss, as they would yes, say. Yes, sir. As you guys have seen on the pictures on the pod. Yeah. Overall, Alec, it was such a good wedding. It was a core memory, really, for all Holy of us. Holy shit, yeah. And core memory, I mean, that's a good I'm word. Already, I'm already... I mean, I know Lauren's on, on Lauren's side of the family. There's a couple of weddings coming up. And it's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice change of pace for when we had to actually do shit and speak. To, oh, I just get time. to be a guest at a wedding and I get to drink and just have fun. It was just an overall just, Alec, I love you. And thank you for being a part of our family. Thank you yeah. for being our best friend. And, I mean, really, that, that's all we've got to say. It was such a successful wedding. We got to pass the fucking camera around on who we thought was going to be the drunkest. Yeah, Somehow think, you won because you had a bow tie. That was Exactly, that yeah. Was so we sat on a table with, like, a lot of Alex friends. Shout out to them if they're listening to the pod. Senorita, but, Senorita Pati. Senorita Pati. Oh, my gosh. You're having way too much fun right there at that table. But it was cool because there was a lot of friends that Alec or Chelsea went to college with. Daniel so they the were Riz all God. Yeah, Daniel the Riz God. The Rizzler. Um, dog, it was just so much fun. And like you said, we did that TikTok. You can go on TikTok and check it out. But like we did, uh, that video where it's like, who gets the most drunkest? You introduce your name, where you're from. And like you said, dude, a lot of Alex and Chelsea's friends picked me because they had the, I had the freaking bow tie. Not knowing that you right. were going to get the most shmammery that night. I, I love how when it came to me, I was like, let's be real. I'm in there like swimwear. I'm getting the drunkest. Yeah, I was just, yeah, that wine, yeah, that wine got me. That white wine got me feeling good. And I don't Great. remember getting back Great. to the hotel room. Wow. I will say that. I don't remember drinking all those old, oh, the You the did go, seltzers. yeah, I remember. That's right. You were you were pretty blacked by, not blacked, but you were pretty oh, out black. of it. Let's call it for what it was. You I were was black, black during that black. Uber ride home. Yeah, I was. Because you I were was, like, yeah. I need... Some biggish models I did, playing. I did, and I wrapped it perfectly, though. Yeah. Don't tell me I didn't wrap it perfectly. Yeah. Like, I was drunk. I, I wanted to drink more seltzers. Um, I didn't get, I, I didn't get any end of the night snoo snoo. Because I was just, I, I blacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what we it out? <laughs> God damn I it. was blacked. I was, you know what, but Lauren was a trooper. You know, the following morning, <laughs> I laid the wood. But um, not that <laughs> night. Yeah, not that night. It was, it was a, it was. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's not overshare, oh, though. You know what I mean? Man. Let's keep it. Uh, it, was, it was a great hotel night at the Hilton or yeah, wherever we fucking I, stood. Yeah. Marriott, Marriott. Yeah, I think Marriott. It was Marriott. Me, me bon and Lauren, or me bon and Lauren are going to redo the, the hotel bon experience boy? in a couple weeks. Bro, remember the basketball court? I was having so much yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, dude. You went out there. I was like, fuck you, dog. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to get some, dude. And he I was getting some shots up. Yeah, I made a little dunk. I made a little dunk video. Dog, that shit was fun. And you fucking did. Yeah. God damn. Overall, ladies and gentlemen, the wedding was everything we thought it was, mm-hmm. and we appreciate you listening to us talk about it for like five plus months. Yeah. It, it came. It went. It was good. We came. We conquered. We saw. It we was came. Good. Yeah, we came again. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was really good. Alec, thank you again. I just our official wedding photos look great. Yeah. I mean, it's our new group photo. The group. 
photo. Fantastic. Yeah, there's I, a fa- there's think, some fantastic ones of us four with Chelsea, but there's yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just us three. Dude, the photographer loved us. Loved you, loved yeah. me and Lauren. Like, dude. We, I think we, like, let's be real. Like, we were probably, I want to say the life of the party, but, like, damn, we were, like, out there dancing we for were out there, probably dude. the most yeah, out of all the guests. I, I got sweaty dancing. Dude, me yeah, too. I love sure. that, though. That's, like, yeah. that's how I want to come home from weddings and that's, big dances, yeah, big absolutely, parties. Absolutely. You know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> until, until, until the next time Alex in town and we get pissed face drunk, you know, until we get pissed, probably... Uh, September probably when he comes down for college football we talked about it we've already tentatively begun planning another and you know it's funny Boy, you know I didn't think about this the last time but when we did the last college football trip I barely knew Lauren like we weren't even really yeah. dating this time dude, you were like a week into Lauren dude this time like I'll be a whole year into Lauren dude I'm gonna call that bitch I'm leaving you guys at the hotel room yeah. I'm gonna go get me some cheeks dog get me some cheeks and then I'll come back for Sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> you wild motherfucker man <laughs> Hey, more power to you, though, dude. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to our future hangouts. Again, we can't thank you enough, Alec and Chelsea, just for being, you know, giving us that opportunity to do that and be a part of your wedding. It was something special. Like Jacob said, a core memory. Shout out to all the family and yeah, friends yeah. that you know complimented us, everything, man. That everyone, was beautiful. Everything. I was on. Just, I was living on such endorphins and serotonin yeah. for like a couple of weeks off of that. Dude, man. honestly, I was actually, actually, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I was very happy, but I was also very sad at the yeah. end of it because we had spent so long waiting for it that it came mm. and it went, and it was just like, fuck. What now? And yeah. that's how life is. Yeah. Uh, what now? But we're not going to get all depressed on this uh, podcast. This nah. is a very ca- good catch-up podcast, I yes, think. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, I don't know. Can I share my personal? Yeah, let's go with you. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna drop any job names yet because okay. it's still... I haven't been officially given the offer, but like I'm like 95% sure I've mm-hmm. gotten the job if that makes sense you're like waist deep i would say yeah i'm, I'm balls deep yeah okay well, well uh, <laughs> waist deep into the water food not 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 anything else my uh, guy waist deep waist deep into waist the water deep. <laughs> i may have gotten a sales position for this company that is the largest uh distributor of electrical components and industrial electrical stuff in north america uh i have been told by many people that I'm a good salesman or that it would do suit me well. I finally be given an opportunity. I took the assessment. The over-the-phone interview went well. It was 30 minutes long. I yeah. mean, I, I think that's a good sign. They decided to move forward with my hiring process. I'm not smoking weed anymore, so I'm not really worried Ooh. about a drug test. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm really excited. This is It'll be a $5 raise from what I'm making now, and that'll literally change my life financially on just how I'm saving. I have a savings account. For me and Lauren uh, to move out, I'm going to take my tax return, put it all in there, and then I'm probably, I've been saving $100 out of every paycheck. I think if I get this job, I'll up that to $200, and then in the credit union, I'll set $100 for a new car. I do love Larry, but eventually I will need a new car. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, I think I'm doing a lot of adult shit. Like, I, I think I'm just... I'm so focused on, I want to start my life with Lauren. I want to fucking, I want to move out with her. And I know... I can't, I can't make that go any faster because she's trying to get her masters and and I don't think I can afford a spot on her own mm. unless I unless I got a studio somewhere potentially. But I haven't even begun to look at that. Let me get this job first. Essentially, the new job is I might become a salesman, and I think for the longtime listeners of the pod or those who know me, that's probably a job that'll suit me very well. I think so too, man. I, I've got to learn how to sell what I'm trying to sell, but. I feel very confident. I feel good. And I feel like finally 
some of my discipline and some of the sacrifices I've made in my life, i.e. smoking weed and not fucking taking money from my savings account, it's starting to come full circle and I'm starting to turn that corner and I, and I feel good. Like, I feel very optimistic about my life. Mm. I, I just, I feel like my life for the first time in a very long time, I'm moving in a good direction. I, I, I've got a woman who loves me. Mm-hmm. I've got good friends. I've got a good life. My baseball team isn't terrible. My football team isn't terrible. College football team, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's small shit like that. That dude, that's crazy. Just overall, like my life in general, I I just feel good. I don't feel as sad as I did a couple months ago. Before I met Lauren, five and a half months ago, I, I I felt totally different, and I just I feel like this break for this company again, who I'm not gonna name. This is the break I needed. I needed to get my foot in the door somewhere. $5 $5 difference. I'm making $18 now. So $23 to start off with. That's a substantial amount of money. Yeah. And for what I have to take care of financially and my bills and rent, that's nothing. I'll, I'll be comfortable. I'll be good. And I feel, I feel quote unquote successful. I feel like this is a little bit of taste of success that I've been looking for. And I'm going to continue to chase it. And I'm going to continue to try and build the life that I want. And that is ultimately, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, dropped the pen. Found it. Ultimately, I think I want a life where I can, you know, buy a nice ring for Lauren, propose her, like make her my wife. Like, dude, that's what I'm thinking. Like, make her my wife. I, I want that. Like, I, I want to make her my wife. I want to have kids with her. I want, you know, that shit that I'm sure you're thinking of. And, you know, it, it takes time. So I'm taking steps to that. It's just, I don't know. I, I just feel like this life is. Or this job is going to open up doors for me that I previously didn't think were attainable. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to fuck around and, and fuck off this opportunity. This nice. is a great opportunity I've been given and, I, and I'm going to make the most of it. And for those of you, for those long-time listeners, i.e. Alec, Chris, Angel, uh, not Romero. Is it Guerrero? Guerrero, yes. Guerrero. Yeah, out of Stockton. Like, yeah. You know? I appreciate that support. You guys are always, and you too. Yeah. You too. My my co partner, my buddy. Like you guys are always wishing and wanting the best for me, and I think I finally hit that. Dude. And and I'm excited for life to start for me. I'm excited to fucking make some adult purchases, and I'm excited to make some adult decisions. Like I want kids, and I want to have kids with Lauren, like straight up. Yeah. And I, you know, like I've already talked about it with her, and I don't know if this is oversharing or whatnot, but like. It's going to be you and my buddy Andy and maybe my buddy Michael and Chris. Like, I want you guys to be the godfathers of my kids. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have two kids maybe, you know, or yeah. we're not. But, like, you guys are my boys. Like, my, my, my friend group is not growing anymore. Like, I think it's staying where it is. And I'm, I'm grateful. You guys are great people. And you guys are people that I want in my life mm-hmm. moving forward. And, yeah, I, I, I think I couldn't – I don't think I could go wrong making one of my kids – you the godfather. And if I have multiple godfathers, and so fucking be it. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck the church. Fuck, fuck, however it goes. Tradition, like, correct. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I got multiple men in my life that I know can guide my daughter, my son and or daughter in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And Lauren and, I, Lauren and I have talked about this. <laughs> and we've talked about names and just living together. It's just shit's getting real for me. And it's not getting real soon. Like, it's not... It's not happening. It, nothing's happening. But it's, it's the fact that we're having these conversations that I think make me feel like, oh, fuck, like... Yeah, it's it's I've turned a corner and and this job is gonna give me that opportunity to fucking potentially have a kid or potentially get our own spot and we're yeah. sharing together. 
it's just exciting. And, Hell yeah, dude. And I want to say I love you above <laughs> all else because you've been there for the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. You really have. Appreciate for, that. For me, sharing, you know, stopping smoking weed, smoking weed, mm-hmm. you know, feeling the way I did with my previous relationship. Just you were there for it all, dude, good and bad. And you've seen me grow. Mm-hmm. You've seen me grow up. And I, and I think that's a testament. So has Alec. Yeah. I think that's a testament to you guys. You guys have seen me grow up, mature, and I don't know. I love you guys. I know this. Thank you. This podcast was a, a lot of everything today. Yeah. This episode, but ultimately, I want that to be known that I love that you guys have seen me grow, and and I feel proud of myself and the growth that I've made and that I continue to make and how I how I set money aside, how I'm disciplined. It's just it's nice and. I love you guys. It, yeah. Life is all right sometimes. Dude, thanks, man. That's <laughs> it's incredible that you're feeling that way. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, man. Yeah, I man. hope the listeners can appreciate that too. Yeah. Because it's, it's a mindset thing too, right? Like I know you've done the, the quitting smoking. You're not eating canes. Like that all contributes to that. <laughs> I but still like, want canes, but I haven't I know, had it no, in like four months and counting. Yeah. But exa- like, you know, it just sounds like an overall sense of like great gratitude, you know? For oh, life absolutely. and appreciation dude, for life. fucking I mean, come on. And, dude, that's, and that's, I, that's the hope. That's the message we could pass on to listeners. You know what I mean? No matter how good or bad you think you have it, like, just be appreciative through the highs and the lows. When we smoked, how, how unhappy was I? I mean, you can, you can Sometimes, speak to that. I don't, well, no, what, no, what do you I mean? wasn't unhappy in life, but you could tell I was unhappy in positions in my life. Yeah. You could tell that I was unhappy with certain situations in my life. You of all people, you know that. Right, yeah, yeah. with certain situations, yeah, yeah. but... But it wasn't, uh, you meaning, like, outside of smoking, right? Well, I mean, it was just smoking tied into everything. I think it, it, for a while it became who I was. Mm. And now that I've shed that, it's like, damn. I really let a substance become who I was. That that became more important than cultivating personal relationships. I don't I don't I live in your so. mind, so this is the first time I'm hearing I this about so. you. Yeah, I, I, I think for a while all I prioritized was getting high. Yeah. My happiness derived from getting high. Mm. And I don't think that's a good thing for anybody, for any substance, whether it be mushrooms, alcohol, harder stuff, right. weed. You should never <laughs> Cocaine. Yeah, you should never derive your happiness from a drug. Yeah, your happiness I think, should come organically. You should feel happy through the things and the people and the moments that you're experiencing. Right, right. And I felt for a long time, getting high was a crutch mm. to avoid some of the hard truths that we, you and I, would discuss when I was sober, mm-hmm. and it would come to me when I was high. And I don't know. I'm not saying weed ruined my life. I, eventually, I will smoke weed again because I miss it a fuck ton. Yeah. But I know right now in my life and for the foreseeable year and maybe next year, I, I just, there's no room for it right now. I feel and, it. And I encourage anyone that feels on the fence with weed, stop. You might find yourself in a better situation than you did before. And it doesn't necessarily mean your life is going to change 100%, but you might find that you have more money. Or you might find, like myself, mentally you feel less hazy. I feel like I can remember and recall things so much more than I did before. And That's crazy, it's dude. it's just it's nice. It's nice to feel and emotionally I feel like I'm able to curtail and wrangle in my emotions a little more than I was before. I would spiral out a little more and I think now I'm able mm. to kinda like, hey, I feel this way. That's not necessarily true. I'm not gonna as JJ said on Monday when we went to the Angel game. <laughs> 
I don't want to think about that right now. I'm not. I'm not going to feed into negative energy. I'm not going. Right. I'm not going to manifest negativity in my life. And it's harder. Right. It's easier said than done. I struggle with it. I'm not saying it's like perfect. Oh, it, I fucking think positively, and that's how it goes. No, but I I remind myself that hey, these negative emotions or these uncertainties that I feel or these anxieties I feel about my relationship or my life. You know what? The more I feed this negativity the more it's going to manifest itself in reality. Mm-hmm. I need to not give it time and energy to kind of avoid these feelings of doubt and sadness and just overall unpleasant experiences. And I think not smoking weed has given me a greater control over the ability to like, Jacob, what you're feeling is not, it's not necessarily true. It's, it's your mind is, is going through changes through withdrawal that you may not understand or you may not even feel in the moment but I mean make no mistake I smoked solidly for five years yeah maybe more like almost every day mm-hmm. you know to say your mind isn't affected by that that's foolish and I think my mind is starting to slowly unfog and unhaze that's beautiful my some guy. of the shit that I put it through and it, it's been nice but it's also been there's also a little bit of sadness that comes with the harsh reality of certain situations, but mm. I try to remind myself that, hey, just because I believe a situation is a certain way doesn't mean that it's going to be that way, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that it's going to go out the way that I think it is. I have power and control over my own actions and outcomes, so let's try and make it a positive outcome, and that's really where I am in my life right now. I guess a big transitional period, but... Mm-hmm. I just proud of you, man. Thank you. Let's say that. Proud of you. Happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think a lot of people go their whole lives. Maybe not their whole lives, right? But when they get to teenagers and maybe young adult, and they don't really, it's not that they don't grow, but they don't seek to grow. And so the fact that you're seeking this, you're accepting this, you're willing to make these changes, like that's huge, dude. Um, I think that's what life is all about. Like at the end of the day. You know, I think some of the things, especially since I'm in it now, right, I'm a, I'm a substitute teacher and I get to see firsthand a lot of how school is run. And, you know, I think a lot of the stuff they teach you is not so much useful. But I think the one thing you should take away is you should always be learning, right? That's, the, yeah. that, that's the, the discussion and maybe the biggest takeaway that I think I would like to pass on to the kids is always learn. You know, sure, it doesn't have to be the history textbook that you've found super boring or writing weird essays that you have no interest in. But you should always want to learn whether, you know, and learn and grow, whether it's about a particular hobby that you're into or just, you know, towards these goals that you have, set some new milestones for yourselves. That's what it's all about, man. I feel like I agree. No, more, you're going to be more successful. You're going to be more successful as an adult if you want to grow and if you want to learn. Continue that, like, drive, you know, for sure. I agree 100%. 100%. Hey, jinx. You want me a soda? So, yeah, man. Where do we go from here? That was beautiful. Uh, Well, I feel like I need to take a page out of your book and pause because I need to go pee so bad. Yeah. The so, tables have churned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I had a few beers. Whatever, All right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. See you. I'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. The tables, the tables have, turned. have turned. Yeah. 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 I, I, I had a few beers for NFL draft. I opened the valve earlier. So, you know. Bro, but I see think. You. I think I, yeah, you broke this seal. I, but I think I peed out everything. All right, why not? So, why not? You, you know what I'm thinking? What? what After you this thinking? show, you what? know what I'm thinking? Canes? 
Oh, oh, what were you thinking? I, I thought we were on the same page. Maybe, I thought maybe, we were on the same maybe. page. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I might have to keep my four month break, but okay. we'll see. We'll see. But let's progress. Let's progress on the show. I of mean, course, yeah. Let's go on to the next topic. Did you want to go into the draft? Go, you mentioned the draft. I, I was going to say, we could really go anywhere. I felt like it, it didn't go off the rails, but like I felt like it just. No, no, no. But you, no. It's been a good catch up podcast. I think that's, that's what this has been. You know, it's been a couple weeks. We let's could definitely talk draft. The, I mean, your, let's your bring team. It to the podcast. Yeah. Your draft. team had the fucking first pick. So if yeah. there's anyone to lead this draft talk off, it's you. So it's been that long, right? We haven't had a chance to talk about it, but the Panthers, between now and the wedding, <laughs> traded for the fucking number one overall pick with the Chicago Bears. I had mixed feelings, dude. Like, when I first heard of that trade, it feels like we gave up a lot, right? We gave up. Uh, we swapped, obviously, this year's first, next year's first, uh, I believe a second next year, and a second this year, and I think I believe like a fourth so the you following gave up, year. you gave up two but, years' worth of first-round picks? <clears throat> yes, two or, yes, two years' worth of first-round picks, and, um, and DJ Moore. And, like, if it was just picks for picks, I think that would have been fine. But to give up DJ Moore, a young receiver who's in his fifth year, going into his fifth year, um, in the NFL, he's been spectacular with very subpar, inadequate quarterbacks. And he seemed like a bright spot that if they did want to trade up to this number one pick and get a quarterback, wouldn't it make sense to have a young receiver to kind of pair him with? You know, I think that's one thing they really struggled to do with Cam Newton. They tried, right? They did draft a guy like Kelvin Benjamin pretty high. Then they also drafted Devin Funches, but both those two didn't really end up working out that the way they were out they would. Um, so it just didn't make sense to trade J- DJ Moore. You know, obviously, as time progressed, I understood it. You know what I mean? Like, to get the number one pick is something so rare. I mean, Panthers had, I think, twice in previous history, and the last time was Cam Newton. So, like, gosh, what a what a changer that and was. that worked out well for them. It did work out well for us, regardless of, you know, what you think of him as a Hall of Famer type deal or how long he lasts. I know, I'm, I'm just saying it worked out great for a good seven to nine years. And so... The last few years, it's been weird because you're trying to get out of the Matt Rule area. You're going into this new um, this new era with Frank Reich, the new I head was about coach. To ask, who's your head coach? Frank Reich, and he's been with the uh, more fit, no, more recently the Indianapolis Colts, but then he was also with the Eagles before then. Okay. So he's been a part of good franchises and franchises who somewhat trend around. Um, but the thing with Matt Rule is they've been so mediocre and like just right a like right below mediocre, but not so far bad that you get the number two, three, or even a four, top four pick. So they've been picking in this like six to ten range. Yeah, the limbo, last, limbo. Yeah, this last three years where you're not getting the top five guys and you're hoping to get, you know, a great value guy in the top 15, whatever. And I just think they wanted to go all in with this new head coach, get him the quarterback he wants, the quarterback of the future. They did make some signings. Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, great pickups, I think, for them. They also got... Thielen's uh, on your team? Yep. Jesse Bates, the feeling, safety. I'm hooked on a feeling. Yeah, I'm hooked on a feeling. Fucking Chris Boomer, shout out to him. Um, yeah, it, it, so they've made some decent moves here and there to where I'm not, oh, Super Bowl. But, like, they're going to be good next year. Maybe not playoff good, but the the trajectory of this team, which has been kind of, like I said, in limbo around a very below-average team, but a competitive, competitive below-average team under Matt Rule, is now heading into the right direction. Now let's get to the pick, right? We've had the number one overall pick, I want to say, for like three weeks. They ended up taking Bryce Young, and I have no problem with Bryce Young. I tweeted something, and I know Trey and uh, Travis Chase already responded back to me. By no means do I think Bryce Young is going to be a bust. I think he's the most talented quarterback. If we were just playing pickup football on the street, he's probably you know easily the number one pick on any of the people of this draft class, right? 
But I do think because of recency bias, right, you have to include people like Tua, Kyler Murray. Bryce Young is, is about the same stature, if not smaller. And not only is he short, he's 5'10", but he's also light. Like, he's not a heavy dude. Tua is stocky. Like, Tua is six foot, but he's, like, thick. I mean, he's always been a thick boy, has thick legs. And look at the injuries that he's faced, not only in Alabama, but in the pros, too. Granted, I know concussions are kind of freak injuries. You know, you can't really, you know, you don't see a whole lot of quarterbacks getting those. But it just, it scares me for the longevity-wise of Bryce Young. I ask myself this when, you know, I'm thinking about the pick. Is he going to last more than six to seven years? Mm. You know what I mean? It's that's, not so that's much. That's valid. That's valid. It, because not so much that he's not that talented and you can have the best O-line, but a quarterback is going to take at least anywhere from 20 to, on average, 35, right? But there's obviously outliers in those. 20 to 35 big shots. And can a guy that small at that stature at, at such a high level continue to make plays and continue to last a long time? And to, for me, going off the bias with Kyler Murray and, and Tua Tagovailoa, to a T, you know what I mean? Um, I just don't think, I, I don't have a, a high faith that he will last that long and be durable for a long time. So I personally really like CJ Stroud. I also really like Anthony Richardson. Not at the number one pick, you know, so when they traded up, I knew they weren't going to go for Richardson. There was a lot of, like, rumors that they were going to maybe take Levi or Levis as well, uh, Will Levis from Kentucky. So there's a lot of rumors kind of just being floated around. That's what, you know, happens around this time. But I'm not disappointed by the pick. I think I would have liked C.J. Stroud. Obviously, that it's funny how, like, timing of this shit, right? During the week of the draft and days up to the draft, you're always going to hear some shit, right? Obviously, the Jalen Carter thing was a long time ago, so let's not factor into that. But, like, what was it? A week and a half ago, they released the scores from this, like, Wonder League test that all the quarterbacks took. And apparently... You know, Bryce Young was a 98%, and C.J. Stroud was a 17%. And I just felt like the timing of that was so, like, coincidental. You know what I mean? It's just to kind of knock C.J. Stroud. It's not saying that I, I think C.J. Stroud is going to be a bust or I think he's going to be the best quarterback of this class, but I do think it felt like whoever released that or the timing of that was meant to plummet C.J. Stroud's draft stock. And so that's, that's definitely going to hurt We all need a Laramie Tunsil gas yeah, bomb video. You, obviously, that's the most famous one, right? Uh, offensive lineman from what Ole Miss that was projected to be a top five. I he was defensive lineman. No, he was offensive line, and he projected to you know be in the top five. But a gas mask video, literally the day of the draft, man. He it's him taking a fucking you know a big rip out of a gas mask with weed, <laughs> and that plummeted him down to like the late teens, I think, or early twenties. I forgot exactly, but the Dolphins ended up with them. So, you know, lesson be learned. But Bryce Young, not a bad pick. I just want to see, you know, if I just want to see how long he lasts in the NFL. I'm not trying to bet against the guy. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, he's not going to make it, you know? I would love for him to make it. He's the fucking quarterback on my new team. But it scares me. It scares me more. And for a number one overall pick, you want to get a franchise changer, whether it's an offensive lineman or a quarterback or whatever position. You know I mean, you want a guy who's going to be there for the next 10 to 15 years. I'm waiting for the team that picks a number over, number one overall to be a punter. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'll never happen. That'd be sick. Pin him inside the 10, coffin kick. That'd be sick. Nah. That'd be sick. It might happen. <laughs> if I was head coach, I'd make it happen. Who don't? <laughs> get out of here. Well. Get out of here, my yeah, boy. Get out of here. Get, get out of here. here. I don't even want to hear about your bills now. Yeah. Well. I don't even want to hear about your bills. Well, we traded up from the 27th to the 26th. Mm-hmm. And we took the tight end out of Utah who Utah. absolutely fucking manhandled USC. Yeah, let's go Utes. Yes. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. Um, I'm not 
happy, but I'm not unhappy. I just feel like a tight end is, isn't what we needed. Right. Or what the Bills needed. Not we, but what the Bills needed. Correct, correct. I feel the Bills could have used some secondary help. Levi Wallace showing a little fucking, you know, little cracks in the armor. Yeah. Jordan Poirier, definite cracks in the armor. <laughs> we could have gone out and gotten more secondary help. Or fucking hey, Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds could use another solid linebacker. Right. Another linebacker. Nolan Smith is still on the fucking board from Georgia. Right. I just, I feel like the Bills don't, oftentimes their offense, they're not running a double tight end set. That's more of a heavy package formation, goal line kind of stuff. I don't feel like the Bills need to do that. Now, granted, Kincaid is versatile. He's mobile. Mm -hmm. He's a lot like Dawson Knox in the sense that he's a good route runner. He has good hands. He can catch the ball real well. Mm -hmm. I just would have liked to see the Bills go a little more defensive-minded given that the Bills' biggest downfall the last couple years has been their defense rather than their offense. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not upset. And the Bills have, I think, like the 90-something pick in the second round or something like that. Like, we have another far long pick, so maybe what we need will still be there. But I just feel like our first pick, we could have done a little bit better than tied to And on top of that, it was Kincaid. It could have been Mayer. I mean, fucking A. Mayer was, like, all-time reception leader at Notre Dame in tight ends. Like, Here, here's, my, here's my rebuttal, though. You know, we've watched Kincaid, at least in the two USC games. I watched, I think, one or two more Utah games as well, so like four or five games. Oh, um, shit. Never mind. The Eagles took Nolan Smith, so... Bills well, they took him after again. the Bills did, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was available with the Bills pick. But hear me out, dude. Like, if you look at some of the more successful offenses in the past few years, right, in the quarterbacks and who they were throwing to, look at the Patriots, right? Rob Gronkowski and... Aaron Hernandez were really good for a few years. And then after, you know, Aaron Hernandez got into his shit, it was still Gronk and somebody else. And Gronk was obviously have the magnitude to where he would make that second tight end that much better. But Brady, it helped him to have a valve to throw over the middle. Cam Newton loved throwing to Greg Olson. He was at his best when Greg Olson was healthy and, Greg Olson was and dominating the middle. Greg Olson? Yeah. Yeah, safety net. Yeah, great yeah. safety net. Like, yeah. He was reliable hands. Patrick like, Mahomes, did. dude. He's always had Travis Kelsey. And, yeah. again, Travis Kelsey is in that rare Rivers with Gronkowski. Had, Tony Gonzalez. But he makes the second tight Like, Noah Gray, I don't want to say he's a great tight end, but he's a solid tight end. And I think what you do with both Kincaid and Knox, whether they play on the same on the, on the field at the same time or not, they're going to create a lot more openings. And I think the easiest throw, I mean, think about it, right? The quarterback. You're in the pocket and you're in the middle of the field. What's the easiest throw? To the middle of the field. You can get the ball there quicker. Even as strong as Josh Allen's arm is, it's that much longer of a throw to the sideline on an out or even a post or something else. So I think it's beautiful that they went and got a big body tight end with great hands um, who could do a little bit of everything. Dawson Knox could block for you too. I think it may – because then when you go two tight ends, a a defense has to play up thinking, oh, shit, they have two extra bodies to block. You know what I mean? That's what, again, makes the Chiefs kind of scary. But it's like, no, you have to bring these safeties or linebackers down. And guess what? These tight ends are so athletic, we're going to burn you whenever we, you know, send them on routes. Can I say this right now before we move on? Go ahead. I would like to see from this season, the 2023 NFL season, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would like to see Josh Allen become a much better and more prolific pocket passer than he is a scrambler run and gun. Right. I don't like run and gun in the NFL. I don't think it works. And I don't think it works simply for the fact of injury. 
You have linebackers that are bigger, stronger, and faster than you. Right. You want to run out there like you're Vince Young or <laughs> you're fucking Warren Moon and you get murdered? Yeah, that doesn't help the team. Every time Josh Allen scrambles, I'm on one hand, I'm like, that's my boy, big dick Josh Allen. <laughs> big dick Josh But on the other hand, I'm like... Big dick Nick Foles. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, dude, all it's going to take is one bad hit and then we're, we're stuck with fucking Matt Barkley and whomever is our third string. Like, I don't like it. And I wish he'll just develop and become a much more proficient pocket passer because he has an arm so who knows i hope i was really hoping oh i got a burp whoa yeah sorry i was really hoping the bills jordan jordan addison would fall oh and they could take so that might make stefan Diggs want to stay because hey suddenly there's another fucking star power didn't happen i still think it does though dude like the fact that more attention is going to go in the middle with Kincaid and Knox, like, that should free up digs too, you know what I mean? I mean, let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm not, mad. like I said, I'm not like, oh, the Bills fucked up the draft. I just, I yeah. think our needs could have been serviced elsewhere. Yeah. That, in the 27th pick in the first round. And remember, I think the drafts, while the first round, like we said earlier, is what everyone cares about, the draft is won in rounds two through five. Can Ooh, you I get? Like can that. you get at least two other starters? Can three you other dig starters. deep and find those diamonds in the rough? Exactly, can, can you find bro. those C plus guys that can be elevated to B minus guys? Exactly. I like it. Even like B it. plus guy. You know what I mean? You get the right C plus that goes to I like a B plus. It. I like it. Picasso. 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 Fucking Panthers got Jeremy Chin, and that was like one of the better like, you know, third round picks that year. So you mean they're just you go to each, each Super Bowl team has. I'm not gonna get super into that. I will say this, man. Since we're speaking of quarterbacks, and you're talking about Josh Allen. Let's play a little little game, right? Let's say you, Jacob, have the opportunity, you know, you meet a genie or whatever you want to say, but you have a wish of being an NFL quarterback. I ask you I this. Wish it was a baller, a little bit taller. <laughs> what career, NFL quarterback career, would you rather have? Nick Foles, who we mentioned, backup quarterback, starter here and there. Super Bowl MVP. But Super Bowl MVP, right, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Or, let's say... Let's insert a quarterback who had a really great uh, career but never won a Super Bowl, right? And let's just go ahead and throw, hmm, I'm going to throw out Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, you know, I don't want to, I don't know how the exact numbers on I me. I love but how both quarterbacks are Eagles quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Donovan McNabb, you know, great regular season, probably made a few All-Pros and, and uh, Pro Bowls, but Never won a Super Bowl. So what would, what career would you rather have? Nick Foles. And okay. I'll tell you simply for the fact of how many guys can say they're Super Bowl MVPs. Just okay. like guys who could say they were World Series MVPs. Nick Foles. It's, it's oh, go ahead. A, it's such a unique, like, thing. Yeah. You know, that you, you could you could make a career out of that. You could literally levy that in contract negotiations. I was a fucking Super Bowl MVP. Nick Foles or someone like Cam Newton who won an MVP, just never oh, won a Super Bowl. Oh, there we go. You, I'm, 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 you're going to be... I'm, Cam I'm back. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I like Cam Newton. Uh, do I think he's Hall of Fame? No. But, but do you, would I, you, I'm just asking what rather career would you rather have? Nick you know Foles what? Or Cam I'm going to say, and this has nothing to do with NFL, okay. everything to do with college football. Cam Newton's highlights are so much better uh, than Nick Foles. So yeah. I'm going to go Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm going to Cam Newton. Yeah. Dude, Cam Newton at Auburn was a beast. Yeah, that fair. man was a beast. He's fair. fucking running over the middle linebackers. Dude, literally Auburn's play calls, they're fucking ridiculous. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be shotgun formation, ball snap, fake up. Run up the middle yeah. or straight up wildcat up the gut. Like, yeah. there was no trickery. Everyone knew Cam Newton was getting the ball, and that's what good. made they were that good. That's what made his dominance so much better. Yes. And it made the, AU, the SEC, dude. It made the AU almost as famous as IBM. 
crazy, Think right? about that for a second. IBM. The interlocking AU. Fun fact, trivia. Do what? you know why Auburn University says War Eagle? No, tell me. It goes back to like 1896 after the Civil War. A Civil War veteran mm. was on the sidelines for Auburn, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Or no, Auburn, Georgia. Uh-huh. And he brought an eagle. No for whatever way. matter. For and he they, brought and, an eagle. And, and the eagle happened to fly off his arm and was circling Jordan-Hare Stadium. And as the eagle was circling Jordan-Hare Stadium and doing its little flight pattern, Auburn drove down the field and scored. So all the fans began to chant, War Eagle. Wow. So technically, what Auburn's, technically, Auburn's mascot is Abby the Tiger. Right. But they all chant, War Eagle, because a Civil War veteran. Yes, that's how long and that's how old the University of Auburn is and the rivalry between Auburn and Georgia. It's considered the oldest rivalry in the South. Mm-hmm. Goes back. A Civil Gosh. War veteran was on the sidelines and he brought an eagle. And the eagle flew around and Auburn scored and that's how War Eagle came to fruition. And now... What a cool eagle, story, man. Thank and, you for sharing that. And now a falconeer, someone who trains falcons... Fucking, falconeer. No, I swear to God. That's someone dope. who trains falcons no, signals the falcon to come down from the fucking... The tops of Jordan Hare Stadium yeah. on the plains sweeps down and they all chant War Eagle. God damn. That's cool as fuck, my right? boy. Look at the guy. Right? Filled with fun facts. Right, right? Yeah. I mean, a night gate in Baton Rouge. We, that's, we're going to cross that off our, our fucking bucket list Hell one day. Yeah. Hell a yeah. night game in Baton Rouge. It's not one thing to experience a game in Baton Rouge. It's another to experience a night game in Baton Rouge. You're home of the LSU Tigers. Yes. That'd be one fun, day. man. One, one day. day. One day. We'll manifest it, man. As yeah, the time, and they're as, gonna wear their purple uniforms too. I'm as time it. comes, as we grow and evolve more, and, and we're gonna take our wives. And they're not gonna understand why we're there. Do we have to take our wives? Well, we don't have to, but I think I, we I, should. No, I, I don't think, think we should. should. Nah, okay. this is the boys' trip. Okay, for the future wives, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will say this: they're gonna wear their purple uniforms, and we're gonna just eat a bunch of Cajun and go. Rah, 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 go tag yeah, go taggers. <laughs> they're gonna like upset like. Number one old Miss or some shit. Like some crazy shit. Maybe some crazy shit. That'd be the day, man. That'd be the day. Speaking of football and we'll transition to coaching. and Let me just share a little bit about the coaching season, man. I had coaching baseball. Can you pass me my water? Yeah, coach's corner. Coach's corner. Coach's corner as I hydrate. Yes, sir. So, as some of y'all know, I coached baseball at the high school I coached football at. And, man. So, I, I, you know, the last update <laughs> I gave to you guys. That's not very nice. It isn't. No, but it's truthful. I want to say, like, one of the last updates that I gave to you was when we upset Whittier Christian High School. It was that. a fantastic win. It was our third game of the season. It was after a few rainouts and rescheduling. And it was just a messy start to the year because it was such a wet year. It limited our practice time. There was a certain angst to some of the kids and just us as coaches if we were ever going to get some of these games in. And uh, we won that game. And, well, Jacob, to put it shortly, it was the only game we won until today, until oh April 27th. So, we, you know, I can pull up the exact record. But we had a very difficult season, a season which, which I know this can get overplayed or overused, but, like, a season really from hell, it felt like. <laughs> because not only, like, not only were we given a lot to work with, you know what I mean? Just felt like everything and anything did go wrong, right? The shed, because we store our stuff in a shed, but it's not a really good shed because <laughs> when it rained, everything got fucking wet because it was like, 
It was like a metal shed that has uh, a little dip oh, in the top. Oh, you were cheating about the shed. I thought you were kidding. No, no, no. It, everything. Speech. Everything. No, our little shed got like soaked until it killed our car, uh, golf cart battery. Oh, and then uh, oh. our golf cart eventually died like two weeks later because a piece of rubber burnt off that was a connector to everything. We started off already with like 18 quit kids. We had to kick off two because they were ineligible because of grades. Another two were kicked off because they no-showed two Saturdays in a row, no call, nothing. And then another kid quit. So by the last game, we had exactly 11 kids. Um, oh, my yes. God. That means two on the bench. Yeah, two oh on the bench. Oh, my God. Five of them were, like, freshmen of the entire 11 kids that we had. Were for, I think might have been six, actually. Six were freshmen. No, we had four seniors. Oh, Jesus. One junior, two sophomores. So only so four freshmen. it's very cool you guys won three games. Two games. We only two won games. two games. Okay. We won two games. We were a really young team, and we had to play some guys that Probably had no business playing varsity whatsoever, but it was such a down year. Lumber numbers were incredibly low. But the thing I'll say is this, you know, like what I took away is I've always envisioned, at least for football, because, you know, I've talked about on this podcast and with friends of mine, that I want to be a head coach one day, football head coach. And I've always envisioned myself taking over a program and, and that's bad, right, for so long and, and rebuilding it from the ground up. The ashes. And, you know, if I ever got to do co- college, I want to do something like that too, right? I, I want to always build the program up and to actually be a, like, you know, I joined Western football and it was great. You know what I mean? Like I was already running on all cylinders. I'm just another piece of the puzzle and trying to, you know, an you important know, piece, an important piece to my puzzle. Yes. But like, I'm not building anything. Right. Okay. Um, baseball, on the other hand of the school, it is at the ground level, right? It, it's, it's bad. It's, it's poor. And it's been bad for so long that the players, I don't mean poor financially, but you know what I mean? Like, just everything there's was no just, culture. There's no there's no culture, and kids are expecting to lose, and that's such a tough thing to break. Um, more than just you know coaching the fundamentals of baseball is like confidence. You know what I mean? Like egos, uh, values, and attitudes, and just all that kind of stuff. The you know a mindset and want to persevere. You know a sense of urgency, a sense of purpose. You know just you're. I don't know. Go ahead. I was gonna say you gotta start playing James Brown. I guess so, right? I'm a bad mother. I was gonna say it's a man's get world. It going. <laughs> but, get it going. But it, it's get that just swagger up. Swagger up is, is definitely a need for this off season. But it's just, it was interesting to see to actually like you know I've always wanted to do this, build the program up, and to and actually get it. a be yeah. a part of it. It it was scary. Maybe it was it's daunting. not as nice as you thought. It's not gonna be as nice as I thought, dude. And, and you know here, obviously, it's one it's one thing to have confidence in yourself, right? I'm thinking, oh, I'll go to whatever basketball. Maybe not go. You know, I was we weren't thinking CIF playoffs even. You know, what I mean? we were just thinking, hey, we're gonna be around five hundred. If that we get to around five hundred, that's, 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 that's a that's, good goal. That's a realistic goal, right? And that's you know, and, and it felt during our off season games too. It felt somewhat realistic. Like we were in a lot of games. Like we were competitive. We, you know, won a few. And I'm just like, okay, if we're gonna play twenty four games, let's say I I think eleven and thirteen sounds reasonable, and and for us to to fall short of that, much short of that. It was a big wake-up call to myself. I think, you know, I haven't talked with the coaches, uh, like, at a year-end kind of review type deal. But, like, you know, it feels like uh, a little bit of a reality check. You know, we went in with high hopes, and and we were quickly humbled. And and obviously, there were a lot of things that were out of our control. But I'm grateful for it. You know, I got to connect with another group of kids in another sport. You know, I love coaching football. I've coached uh, at the middle school level, at least, in different, you know, rec leagues, coaching soccer and basketball. But it was my first time coaching baseball, a sport that 
I actually got to play further in, right? You got to see me play college club. I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, it, it is pretty good baseball, but it's not like anything to like brag yeah, about, you know, I'm not I saying people I'm a college NCAA player, but like, you know what I mean? I got to play pretty far into my adult life with baseball and, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that I have somewhat good knowledge and still it's like to, it's not about how much you know as a coach. It's not about um, teaching the fundamentals even. It's it's really about personalities and how you bond with people, how you click with people. Can you understand what people need? Um, not so much field and sport-wise, but how they like to be talked to and that kind of stuff. And it was, it was a big adjustment for sure. But, um, you know, I'm still unsure if I want to come back next year. You know, it's definitely something I want to, take more time to think about before I make a definitive answer but it was it was a lot of fun it was a a a gruesome a grueling a grueling journey (laughs) and it was beautiful though for us on senior night April 27th we got our you know our last game I loved how our schedule worked out because we played the other worst team in the league last week we both went in with zero losses they went in or zero wins excuse me in league Uh, they got the first win on Tuesday we got the second win or our second win on um, Thursday today, so you know, it worked out. You know, I'm glad we got to play the worst team in the league the um, last week of the year. So our seniors go out with the win. Um, beautiful moment, man. I'm grateful for it. I think you should go back to it. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I think so. Embrace that grind, dude. I mean, think about this. Say you turn it around, and this this program gets to become a 500 annual program. Like, right. know that you will have had an integral part of that. And changing the culture, I think, starts with cutting the fat of players who aren't going to show up. You want to work with guys who want to fucking win, who want to work and want to get fucking better. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But many things in life worth having are fucking hard. And I know that's cliche, and I know that's fucking par for the course, but it's fucking true, dude. Yeah. Think about if you want to buy a new car, you got to save up your money. You're right. going to have to sacrifice going out a couple nights. Of course. You know, you're going to have to sacrifice an expensive dinner here and there. Of course. But when you get that car, you're going to go, fucking A, that's, this is what this is was for. Right. And you love the game of baseball. I know you do. Sometimes I don't always agree with your baseball takes, but I know you love the game of baseball. And I know that you love coaching. And what a better challenge in your coaching career and to really test your coaching philosophies than fucking having to build up. To have to go up rather than maintain the status quo in football all you have to do is maintain the success that's already been established not by yourself yet in this baseball program you're going to have to establish that gold standard mm-hmm. establish that bar of fucking uh how do you say pride you're looking for win you should establish pride establish right. pride in the name that you're playing for on your chest and for yourself Establish pride that you go out every day and you get to play this magnificent game, mm-hmm. and you get to be a part, a small part of a larger game that's been around far longer than you'll ever be. Right. You know. Oh, that's deep. Establish those kinds of things, and those things take time. But you get a couple kids to buy in. One season passes. Another season passes. Three season passes. Four seasons pass, and suddenly you've got your core players. You've got players that buy into what you want. Suddenly, these people begin to talk about what the baseball program's about. You start to get a little traction in the community you start getting support start getting more finances that's that's the kind of stuff that you need and it's hard and it's not gonna it's not gonna happen overnight you're gonna you're gonna experience far more seasons what you just explained right now than you are hey we won cif and we're going somewhere you're gonna experience far more of those than you are successes but i think the failures are gonna build your success that's the building ground Mm -hmm. before you can ever get anywhere if you're starting from scratch buddy 
I mean, fucking A. Think of college football. Think of you and I took over a program and we got to recruit. We're starting in the blank bottom. And let's just throw a random state out there like, I don't know, Ohio, mm-hmm. where we're competing with Ohio State mm-hmm. and other fucking Big Ten schools. Mm-hmm. Look, dude, we're going to take whatever we can get. Mm-hmm. And part of that taking whatever we can get is players who got skipped over by those bigger programs, but they believe they've still got the potential and the talent to participate at a higher level. And you get those kids to buy in to the goal and the vision that you're selling. That's what I think. That's what I would sell. That's I would beautiful. sell, hey, maybe we're not the best team, and maybe you guys aren't the most athletically gifted, but if you can buy in, but if you can buy in and you have your heart in the game, we're going to go places. It's going to be a rough, grueling fucking grind. But that's a part of life, man. I think above all else, you're not teaching these kids the game of baseball. Because mm-hmm. that's it means nothing. Right. It's a kid's game. You're preparing them for life outside of baseball. You're preparing them for life outside of high school. Mm-hmm. And life is very much a grind. Right. And you're going to lose far more than you're going to win. Embrace the grind. Not only Lord that, Perez. not only that, shout out to Lori Perez. Um, not only into that, but you're going to teach these kids perseverance. You're going to teach these kids what it means to work for something and to earn something. And that's something that I feel, feel this younger generation severely lacks. Fucking earning something. You worked hard for it and you've earned it. There's a difference between being given something and earning something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that kids learn that. Yeah. And you're going to teach them their value and their worth. And self-respect. So don't be discouraged by wins and losses. Ultimately, that means nothing. What you're teaching is far bigger, and that's the grand scheme of life. Don't forget that. Don't lose sight in that. You're molding young men, and you're teaching them the importance is the important values in life that right. they'll carry on far past the wins and losses of their high school fucking baseball team. Just as in, just as it is in football. Mm-hmm. You're a mentor, so be that. Don't lose sight in that. Of course you want to win. Be competitive. That's important. Instill a competitive spirit within these kids. But also make them understand that this is just a child's game. Even in the majors, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. What you're going to take what you're going to take moving past your senior year upon graduation is the camaraderie, the unity to work in a team, the unity to work with other people that have different ideas and opinions than you. Mm-hmm. And above all else, perseverance. So many people in this world will break down in the face of adversity. Right. If you've been on a losing team or a losing program or any sport for that matter, you not only learn how to make sacrifice because you've dedicated yourself to a team and you have to be there for that team and a part of that is sacrifice, but you've also faced adversity. You faced when your team has lost three games in a row and you guys are trying to turn it around. All of that is a bigger story for life. And that is truly the important message that you should be trying to push apart. Mm-hmm. And don't lose sight in that. Don't get caught in wins and losses and other dumb shit. Get caught instead in trying to build young men. Make them better. Because in turn, better young men that graduate from your high school, they're going to turn around and give back to your community, and give back to your high school. <sighs> That's deep, man. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you for that response, too. Like I said, it's still a lot to think about. I don't want to make a decision now. Of course, I don't want to make a course. decision next week. I don't want to make a decision next month, you know? Of course. Take still your time. time Weigh you know? all options. Right. But just I think that's important for you. And I think you experienced that a little bit, a little bit of that in football. You, right. you talked to me a little bit about how you were mentored through these kids. I mean, yeah, that's baseball's huge. no I different. You know, just continue to grow the game organically. And 
by that is just making fine men of character. Mm. I think that's just as important. There's a shortage of fine men of character in this world. There's a shortage of men in this world who are officers and a gentleman. You and I happen to be those. And that's a perfect opportunity <laughs> to teach others how to be so. Right. Same thing with women. You know? It's just give back. There's never, no one will ever criticize you or talk shit to you if you're giving back. Mm -hmm. Giving back more than what you, than what you took. So I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're learning tons of ways to coach and you might take those on to be a better and more successful coach at another program. But don't forget where you came from. Don't forget the struggles that you took to get to where you're at and, and how you made, how you molded boys into men, into successful young men. Mm Mm-hmm. Men that can be productive members of society in the workforce. I think that's important. That's that's what I would, if I were a coach, that's what I would hone in on. Yes, wins are nice and losses sting, but all that will subside. What will be left is the camaraderie, camaraderie you had with the men on the left and right of you and your coach, the men that led you into battle. Be someone that they would follow to hell and back. Mm-hmm. Not someone that they'd be afraid to follow into knee-high water. That's deep, man. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun episode, man. It has. We can keep going. I know we had a few other things on the agenda. Well, did we? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like... Where did you want to go after this? I know there's, you know there's a lot of sports you can kind of talk about. There's a lot of... I'm not sure I entirely want to talk about a lot okay. of sports. Well, we caught up. We did some coaches' oh, corner. We did, we did we some did. NFL draft stuff. We did. We did. I talked about a job. little about my new job. I don't know. We can end the episode here. Where are we at right now on time? We're about an hour and four minutes in. Um, I don't know. Is there anything pressing that you would like to talk about? I mean, I know. I think we'll be pressing. back. I think we'll be back to our normal scheduled. Yeah. Uh, next week or sometime. We won't be a month. I promise you that. Um, I don't know. This is just a really good episode. I felt... It was a little inscriptive, but it also felt there was some deep heartedness for me. Yeah. It was good to talk with you. I don't know. It was really fun. It reminds me of some of the older episodes. Because when we first started this podcast, you know, for those who don't know or maybe unfamiliar, we started this, we started doing this, I mean, even before COVID, but we'd get, we'd meet up with each other and hang out in the car and we'd smoke and talk. Right. And we'd smoke and bullshit. Sometimes we'd throw on a, a TV show, a game. Sometimes there was right. no game on. We were just talking and catching up, being best buds. And, you know, I just, I was always I, kind of not flabbergasted. I'm not the right word, but I was always just like amazed on how good I felt after our conversations, right? Not just good because it was funny, but like good because we challenge each other mentally. You know, we're always catching up and maybe pushing each other to grow, give yourself and advice. Yeah. We're laughing about, you know these funny things that happen on Twitter or it's always sunny, yada, 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 right? Things we did have in common, things we didn't. And, um, you know, I just thought, man, what if we put a mic here and share this with the, the world and the community? You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, like, you know, I, for a long time, I was like, oh, I really want to get paid doing your podcast. I really want to get paid doing your podcast. And that, that drove me away from doing my mic and I and some of the other podcasts that I do now, right? But at the de- end of the day, dude, like, it shouldn't be about the money. I, I genuinely love hanging out with you. I genuinely love our conversations and sharing these ideas. It's not staged. It's not scripted. You know, I, I know we have some things that we want to get off our chest, but it's just like trying to empty 
our heart to you guys a little bit. You know, empty our souls. Oh, and, we're genuine. Yeah, I think we're very genuine. genuine as fuck. And, and I hope, as the listeners, they appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've, I've always viewed this as, as a very fun hobby, and I'm glad that you're on board with that now. And right. You know, I apologize to the listeners. And, you know, maybe we shouldn't have taken a month, but hey, sometimes life happens, misunderstandings no, happen, we, and and yep. you know what? We appreciate the listeners that stick with us. They understand. Chris Bullock, big shout out to him. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, it's funny. I, I think we should end the pod with this. You reached out to Chris and I about our mm. subscription fee that we had for a website that at the time when we paid for it. I really thought I was going to write so much more than I really did. Mm -hmm. And we both, I was surprised at you that you agreed with me that, hey, like, hey, you know, we're not going to pay this. And you know what? Chris Bullock, shout out to you. You're a man of faith. He didn't, he wasn't mad at us, nor was he like, fuck you guys. He was like, hey, I understand. Life gets in the way. You know, I, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity and I wish you guys well. And to me, that was such a like, you know what, Chris? You're a good fucking guy. Yeah. And uh, I know he's a listener, and I haven't talked to Chris in a very long time on a personal level, but I just want to say, like, I appreciated that. He didn't shame us. He didn't give a shit. He was just honored to be a small part of a, of a bigger thing than him. Yeah. And I think that's what we are. We're a small part of a bigger fucking universe that exists far outside of us. Right. And for those listeners that Hell listen yeah. to us, you know, Alec, Lauren... Um, Chelsea's family. Chelsea's family. Fucking Angel, Emily. Yeah, Angel, Angel, Emily, Emily, Yoko Ono. Max Jacobs. Uh, yeah, Max Jacobs. Like, <laughs> thank you guys. AJ Newell. The, yeah, AJ Newell. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to us ramble. Thank you guys for listening to us joke. Thank you guys for listening to us get deep. Like, we're genuine on this podcast with you guys, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So this was episode 83. Mm-hmm. Not entirely sure what the title of this episode will be, but... We're workshopping. Yeah. We're very glad to be back. It was such an honor. It was such a pleasure we enjoyed every fucking bit of it and we will be back per usual and um real quick before we end things share with me the highlight and the low light of your week ooh as we end things kind of just be a little bit vulnerable you know ooh highlight of my week highlight of my week I think was tonight I got yeah. to see my uncle hey. uh, my, one of my uncle's good friends Victor uh, he's known me since I've grown up I mean I was a a whippersnapper at his knee and he's seen me grow up into the young man that I am today mm-hmm. and then his brother Kenny that was kind of cool it was cool to be with the boys I think sometimes I miss my girlfriend so much that's the low light I miss my girlfriend so fucking much I didn't get to see her on Wednesday per usual because she had an exam day mm-hmm. so typically during the week we'll see each other Wednesdays because that's the half day of the week and you know helps us get through the week yeah, yeah. until Friday <laughs> um, I didn't get to see her this Wednesday and, and I missed her a lot dude like I, I know I'm a simp and, yeah. and I know you've told me don't think and you know I would watch baseball and distract my mind but ultimately I would I would miss her yeah and that was the low light but my highlight was hanging out with my uncle and the boys tonight that was nice it's good to just kind of get the, oh another highlight I'll give you a bonus too you and JJ going to the yeah. Angel A's game that, that was, was my highlight yeah fuck yeah that was super fun I'll, I really needed that I was really depressed Monday and it's because I missed Lauren but I, I really I really needed that like that's why I jumped at the fucking when you were like slide through if you want to I was like absolutely yeah so that's my highlight I was planning on going to this uh, A's Angels game on Monday with Jacob or excuse me JJ Ice JJ Fish Ice JJ Fish show. and um, I think I texted you as I was walking into the stadium just like hey like gonna be here and I put it in our group chat right with Alec especially because yeah. he's an Angels fan and you're like bet like I'll slide through and I you know I just 
didn't even think you would. I, honest, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I apologize for no, not inviting no, you sooner. No, but, I'm not offended. You know, I know we hadn't talked in quite some time. The spontaneity actually worked out. Exactly, and you drove over. You were there before the fourth inning. Um, or maybe it was before the fifth. It doesn't matter. I don't know, yeah. The game was great. There was a lot of runs scored, <laughs> a lot of home runs. There yeah, was a robbing of a home the run. The true Angels experience. The true Angels experience. <laughs> you you finally got to walk around the stadium and sit yeah. in like four or five different sections. That was fun. That was you know, fun. that's something that, you know, JJ and I have been doing since we just got out of high school. And uh, it was cool. It was cool as fuck, you know what I mean? And And we got Dave's hot chicken afterwards. We had some, you know, I know you were able to share some things with him and, and vice versa. And just had some good open talks about baseball and a lot of other things in life. And I also thought, you know, it was just, it was it was a really good way to start my week. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. I agree. It was a great way to start Started my week. Started my week off on a good note. And Hell it was, yeah. It was very fun. We got to wear our A's jersey. I got a ball. I mean, we can't can't not, not talk about that. I got a ball from the dugout of the A's. Sheesh, yeah. I lied and I kept saying, I drove all the way here from Stockton. Yeah, dude. And I got, got a ball. And, and Ryan Yoda? Noda. 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 Noda signed the ball. So Sheesh. if you ever have a good career and you win a Silver Slugger Award, I'm going to cash in on your fucking accolades. No, I think we have to. I mean, you know, we're never going to sponsor a player, but we have to root for that player constantly. I, well, Maybe not give updates. I'm rooting for the Oakland A's in general. They've but, lost their home. They're heading to Vegas. But Yoda. Um, or not Yoda. I keep saying Yoda. 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 We are going to... I'm going to keep tabs Yoda. on him. I'm going to keep tabs on him because I want to see how that man does. As will I. I mean, he I got a so signed cool ball from fuck. the fucking exactly. Yeah, I got a, a game-used ball. It's a little scruffy, a little dirty. Smells like yep. pine tar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I love it. It was cool. I didn't feel like I earned it, though. Like I tar. hope this Saturday I am going to the Dodger game. I'm going to get a Manny Mona bobblehead because okay. he's being inducted into the Dodgers legend circle. Okay. Me and Lorna are going. It's our first Dodger game. Nice. Um, I'm hoping I catch a fly ball nice. or a foul ball. Oh, we're sitting in loge, beautiful seats. I spent 120 per seat. You know, nice. Pretty solid. Looking forward to it, man. It's her first Dodger game. I keep trying to get her to understand. Girls get shown off at Dodger games. They don't get shown off at Angel games. She doesn't quite understand. So it is what it is. Uh, for our June 25th game, I did order my Sandy Koufax jersey, my throwback. Nice, nice. I went a size down lower because I've lost all the weight from smoking, so I'm hoping... Yeah. It'll get here before June 25th when they play the Astros. Nice, that'll, be, nice. that'll be such a good series. That's gonna be fun. I'm excited. The Dodgers are struggling just a little bit right now, but I it's think early. they'll. It's yeah, early, man. Exactly. It's, it's not even a month. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's not even a month and a half. It's like a month and some change. Okay. Like a week. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not even. So I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic button. I just. I think I'm gonna get to see Kershaw pitch. That'll only be my second time. The first time I was with you. We went hey. to go see Kershaw against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited, man. It's been a good week. I've missed my girlfriend tremendously, but. Moments like this where we get to podcast and then tomorrow I'm having dinner with my best friend Andy. Um, it helps me get through the week. And uh, I love all you guys. I love the listeners. Everything. Real quick, real quick before we sign off. Yeah, I'm going to sure. share my low light. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. Tuesday. Tuesday was just like a weird day. Just a couple things went wrong in the class I was subbing for. Uh, kids were giving me a hard time. I took a lot them, of things. Fuck those kids. Yeah, I just wore things a little bit more on my sleeve. We ended up losing uh, a game that we... Ultimately, we, we started off 7-0. We were down 7-0. We Oof. climbed back, tied things at 8-8. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then uh, it becomes, sorry, no, no, no. It was 7-0, and we tied things at 10-10. Jesus Christ. We climbed all the way back, That's tied things at 10-10. worse than the Angels' A's game. All right. And eventually, we have a chance to win it. We end up not coming up, uh, coming up just a little bit short. We go extras in that first bottom half inning of extras because we were at their uh, high school. Um, we ended up scoring. And it was it was really defeating. So you know, a whole days where they felt like of L's. The Celtics lost a, a closeout game to right. the Hawks. They won tonight. It just, they closed it just, out the Hawks. You did. 
And it just felt like a whole array of things. You know, I was told something by a friend that kind of hit me harder a little bit than I thought it would. And so it was just, you know, it was a, a little bit disappointing of a day. But overall, this has been a really solid week. And, you know, it was something that uh, one of the podcasts that I listened to, the reason I asked that question is because they would do that before they would sign off as like a highlight and a low light of the week and that kind of deal. So I don't know if we can keep incorporating it, but just wanted to kind of... Potentially. Yeah, just kind of put that out there. I don't know if I listeners. have a highlight and a low light of every week. Definitely some low lights, but I don't know if I have a highlight of every week. But yeah, man, this was episode 83, man. Fuck yeah. I was really happy to see you. Welcome back, guys. Probably yes. The Return. Maybe that's what we should name this. The Return. We already have one of the called uh, The Return, though. Maybe we... Maybe. Hey, honestly, real quick, we have to go back and listen to the Over Under episode, too, because I think we're going to hit that under. I don't know. We missed, like... We've already missed like nine, ten weeks. Like I don't know if we're gonna hit that over on the uh, amount of episodes we put out this year. I think you said eighty and like ninety. No uh, episodes. Oh, ep- well, per remember this fifty-six I we, weeks. I thought we talked. Oh, sorry. I thought we talked about what we were gonna hit overall. No, uh, yeah, on the year like there's fifty, what six, six, six weeks oh, in a year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we put it at thirty-seven. Ah uh, yet. Yeah, so we'll have to double back and check. Hey, we'll, we'll catch up. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. We'll, catch up. we'll pushin, do two a week if we need pushin, to. Pushin, pushin. Say hi to pushin. She's Speaking here. Speaking of, hanging. dude. So, get this right. Last closing thought, I swear, this time. That's fine. I got you a birthday gift and I totally blanked before because it's been so long, you right? You a birthday gift. Yes, because it's been so yeah, long. Yeah, my birthday was two months ago. Right, <laughs> pretty much. But we haven't seen each other since then, so... Uh, yeah, I, remember, I f- totally forgot to bring it to the car. I was going to have you open it on air, but you can just open it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good? Yeah, I I didn't expect you to give me a gift at all. Yeah, episode oh, 83, yeah. folks. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, Noah. Thank you, the listeners. Thank you guys for sticking with us. New pod, feast, enjoy. We'll be back next week. Promise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Follow the well, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Follow the Twitter at, at Front Row C Pod. Pod. <laughs> I did tweet the video. The I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Get the get. I, get the yeah, get. I had to. I had to. I just never forget how fun 2019 was. Yeah, great that was time. such a fun year. It wasn't even my team, but it was fun. You can follow myself at Jacob Fanshaw. At underscore Noah Alvarez. And spread this to your family. Spread this to your friends. I think this is a pretty good episode to get him into it. We weren't uh, vulgar. <laughs> we, we weren't bad. It was just, it was actually a really good episode. I think this is one of our better ones. And uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was episode 83. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Peace.